Blog Talk Radio.
Church of the Living God, beautiful top of the morning. Welcome to another edition of One Worldwide Society, late night edition, where a particular emphasis for this week is the issue of demonology. Hi, my name is Gary Ellison. I am a co-host of Ben Israel Synagogue. Here is stepping in for my brother Seth, a longtime friend for about 25 years. He's going to be dealing with the issue of demonology and how it relates to the issues of one world government. Uh, Of course, for many of us, we look at the issues, look at the events and the things that are taking place within our world today. And for the most part, we look at the uh, humanistic aspect of it, governments against governments, nations rising against nations. But, however, if we look at our scriptures in a more in-depth, we'll come to the conclusion that those members who are influencing those affairs are influenced by another agent that is beyond for the most part, if you're not a born-again believer, human human comprehension, dealing with the issue of demonology. If we read our scriptures in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, putting on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Not talking about the wiles of man, for the scripture says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's why I come the apostle who was encouraging and exhorting the believers that to take on the full armor of God, that they would be able to stand within the evil day. And we are now presently within that evil day. Now, when we talk about one world government, we talk about the powers that influence the leaders of one world government. Of course, one of the biggest... Um, for me, I would say sometimes almost as a fetish thing when people talk about all these secret societies like the Illuminati, um, skull and bones, uh, masonry, what the issue is that lies behind these uh, secret societies and the powers that give them the influence and impact upon societies are not the hands or the work, the work of flesh, but the powers of darkness, speaking of demon powers. Now, I will say that when we talk about the issue of demonology, we're not dealing with a light thing. We're dealing with, with powers that, that he, when we talk about Satan, how he left his first estate, which was in heaven with the Most High, and how that he attempted to create a mutiny in heaven and was kicked out. Uh, of course, if you read the scriptures, many people think that the Most High kicked him out of heaven or that uh, the Messiah kicked him out of heaven. But in actuality, the powers of darkness are in no comparison, no competition against the Most High, nor his son, Yahweh Shadow, for those in the English Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, when it came time to take care of that particular business and those affairs, the Most High called upon the Archangel Michael. Now, uh, just to give you a scripture references of how these things, how these powers work, and uh, a scripture uh, references so we can point to that we can look at something that's tangible within the scripture and not just make an assumption or not just speaking rhetoric. But if you look at Daniel's 10th chapter, we have a situation here where Daniel the prophet has had a vision, a vision that is beyond his human comprehension, and he is incapable of interpreting the vision. So he prays to the Most High. And after 21 days of prayer, he is finally getting an answer, and that answer came comes through the messenger of, of an angel. And Daniel 10 and 12 picks up and says, Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I have come for thy words. 
but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in twenty days. Now be mindful that the person who is speaking to the prophet Daniel is an angel. So we're not talking about a human being. So when you read that, that passage where it says the prince of the kingdom of Persia, you're talking about a ruling, regional, demonic power that is influencing the affairs of a particular region and a particular government and a particular people. So it says, that the, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, speaking of the chief angels, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So here we find also that there is an authority within the spiritual realm, even that operates among demons. You have princes who, who are those who are in authority over what we would consider to be kings. I know most likely from when we're looking at a uh, a temporal kingdom, we look at kings as the one that's the supreme authority, but that does not how it works within the spiritual realm. And the scripture goes on to say that I come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, thy people speaking of Israel. For yet the vision is for many days, and when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground and became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips, now it says, one like the similitude of the sons of man touched my lips. And what he's making reference to is an angel. Then I opened my mouth and spoke and said it to him that stood before me, O oh my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. This is Daniel speaking. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man. So we realize also that angels as well as demons often manifest themselves in human form. And he says, and he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I came unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. Again, this is an angel making a point that he will return after his conversation with the prophet Daniel to return right back into the spiritual realm to fight against this demonic power, which is the prince of Persia, who controls the, the governmental and political affairs of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. So here we have right now, we have three different entities that are not of human form, that are not of human, but of angelic form. We're talking about celestial beings. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, speaking of the archangel Michael. So as we read this, we understand clearly when the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principles of spiritual wickedness and darkness. So as Brother Seth will expound on this, and this is not an issue that is something that we, he is new to. This is something that we, in our experience and our relationship with the Most High, we have encountered not only just once or twice, but on many different various occasions over the years throughout our relationship. Uh, many there has been one particular occasion where. <clears throat> We were at a particular conference, and, and a good friend of ours, a young lady, sweet young lady, weighing no more than 110 pounds, who was touched by an individual, and after this individual touched her, she fainted. And when she recovered, she came through with a voice that was deeper than a man's voice, deeper than what you would think Barry White would speak, and had the strength of five or six men. Now, we know that that's natural. That's not natural. That's not normal. 
That is somebody who has come under the power of demonic spirit of demonic beings. So with that being said, we're going to turn the show over to Brother Seth's hands. And I would just say one last thing as a warning for this show, as you will see it also posted on the show, uh, that Brother Seth makes clearly that this is no small issue. This is not something to be taken lightly. This is not for novices. As a matter of fact, there's an occasion in the book of Acts where there were demons operating through a people, and they were called the seven sons of Siva, and they went and they tried to cast these demons out, and they spoke, said that we cast you out in the name of, of, of the Lord, who, of the God who Paul speaks. And, Paul said, and the demons spoke back to him, and he said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And these demons literally whipped these seven men and tore their clothes off of them. So I would say anybody who would attempt to take upon that matter of coming into a conflict with a demon spirit, first of all, if you're not under the blood of the, of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, then don't even attempt it. First of all, because you will not be victorious. You will be defeated because you are no match for demon powers in and of yourself. And, but we also have a clearly, and I will say this in closing and giving it over to Brother Seth, if you read the, the book of Jude, it speaks here, it says, I will Jude 1, 5 through 10, it says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, speaking of Israel, after destroyed them that believed not. And it says, and the angels which kept not their first estate, and that's what demons are, they're fallen angels, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And it says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fall. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And this is the issue here when it comes to the warning. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a raving accusation, but saith the Lord rebuked thee. So again, these is another, this, is, this is another scriptural example of how when we go against demonic powers, we do not go in the power of ourselves and the ability of ourselves, and not regardless of how much knowledge we may uh, possess, we go in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We go in the power of the Holy Spirit as we are covered in the blood of Jesus. So with that being said, I turn it over to Brother Seth, and thank you again for this opportunity to come before you here again at One World Watch Society, the late night edition. So now we turn it over into the hands of five smooth stones. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I really appreciate those words and you bringing up that um, the history there. Um, Thank God we didn't call it any names. I know you wasn't going to do it anyway. You better than that. But I really appreciate you uh, introducing me, man. Only you can do it. Uh, you and I went through a whole lot of cases like this. I know you got to get on and, and take care of some other business. So I'm going to go ahead and um, just say thanks again. Appreciate it. Listen to the show if you can. Otherwise, it will be archived, okay? But thanks again, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Will do. Okay, everybody. Again, welcome to another episode of Five Smooth Stones. That's five underscore smooth underscore stones. That's after you type, that's after you, of course, go to blogtalkradio.com. So those of you listening on your cell phones, going down the road, if you want to uh, get more information on this and you want to know who you're listening to, again, we're at uh, 
blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones, okay? And like Brother Gary uh, said earlier, and I appreciate that introduction, I really do. Um, like he said earlier, the uh, show is going to be um, about demons tonight, real demons tonight, okay? So we title this One World Watch Society. That's who we are. That's who these bloggers are listening those of y'all that keep listening every week with us, of course, this is only our second week, but still, there's some of you I see, you know, have constantly keep coming, and we appreciate that. We really appreciate the support. As a matter of fact, the One World Watch Society Late Night Show edition last week was the highest number, I think, of all of these shows I've done, so... There are a lot of you out there that are very concerned about this subject uh, uh, with regards to the One World Government or the New World Order, and so I appreciate you joining me on these late-night shows, okay? Now, a few things I want to mention before we get into some a very serious, serious and important um, conversation, all right? Uh, first of all, I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody that's listening is doing well. Sometimes we get to talking and forget there are real people out there with real situations. And uh, just hopefully you had a great day today, a productive day. Hopefully you uh, expanded the kingdom of the most yeah, of the of the most high today. Meaning you, your actions were nothing more than what the scriptures say we're to be about: preserving this planet, preserving each other, loving each other. That is so, so more important than really anything we can talk about. As a matter of fact, if we loved each other as we do ourselves and the most high with all our heart, soul, and body and believe on the scriptures, the Bible says that this is on this hang all the law, okay? So if you do this, you really become uh, pleasing in the most high's uh, sight. So, again, just want to thank you all for listening, tuning in. Hopefully, again, your family and you, and, and you are doing very well. I really mean that with all my heart. I don't just do this just to be heard on the air. I really care about people. I really care about people. When the Most High called me in 1982 to, to minister, that was one of the one things I dreaded. You know, I just dreaded. Uh, actually, it was prophesied when I was a boy several times that I would be you know, the most I would use me in the ministry, but I ran from it all my life. You know, in 1982, it happened. That was the one thing I've always said that I would be very, um, I would value people in their time, and I would not tell them a lie. So you can best believe that what we're going to share here tonight is going to be the best to my ability as well as the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I pray that I submit myself to him to share this information, okay? Let's go to the, uh, the most high in prayer, and uh, and we'll start the program. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to study your word, talk about the one world government and this, 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 this kingdom that's rising, this wicked kingdom that you've spoken throughout the scriptures about. Father, I pray that as your servant, I will speak the words that you'd have me to speak and that you would not just speak through me, but even speak to some of the callers out there that may have a word from you. Father, I pray that we would help bring your kingdom to this earth. We know it's already here. We know it's already here, but we just pray that we would be servants of you and that we would bring this kingdom into a clear, pure form. And we just thank you for your love and your mercy and your kindness. 
We thank you for your word, the scriptures. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for angels. We thank you for all of the things that you are doing in the earth to salvage man. Most importantly, we thank you for sending the Messiah to take away our sins that we may be able to come before a holy Elohim as yourself. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for Christ coming and sacrificing and you bringing us closer to you that we may be a family and that this earth may eventually be restored. Amen. Okay, everybody, going to jump right into it. I want to just say this very clear, like I said on the description, uh, and this will be a warning, and I'm not playing. This is not some, like Gary said, this is very, very serious. Uh, when we start to talk about demons, I notice something that happens every single time. We talk about spiritual warfare, evil spirits, Satan, Lucifer. When we talk about these things, there's a fear that grips people, especially if you're alone, you know, it's, it grips you. So I just want to say this b- before we start. You don't need to ever fear the wicked one because just like he is real, that was one thing that used to comfort me whenever I would see demonic uh, oppressions or demonic possessions and people speaking, like Gary was saying earlier, with a deeper voice and people uh, bodies uh, just twisted all up. And just the, I'm, In my life, people, uh, I've seen, and this don't mean that I still am right, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you to the truth. But I do have a testimony, okay? I do have things that I actually have experienced, and no one can take those away, okay? In my life, I know I've seen with my natural eye over, I'd say, 173 times at least. I'm a, that's a very conservative number of evil spirits speaking through people, taking control of their bodies, doing weird things, uh, causing to commit suicide, jumping out of vans, uh, speaking uh, through bodies, jumping from one person to another, uh, trying to uh, uh, molest literally in front of everybody. I remember when I went attending the uh, AA Island Convention, uh, a tent meeting, a woman, a, a spirit manifesting her, and she literally tried to have sex with this preacher while he was preaching. I mean, this is serious stuff, folks. This is not no make-believe. You know, those of you that don't believe in the devil or Satan or Lucifer, you think he's some kind of pitch person with a pitchfork, I really, really, really need you to really listen, get your pen and pencil out, Bible if you have one, and really listen to what is going to be said today. It's not intended to scare anybody. What the purpose of this program is is to reveal or expose the one world government, their system, the people, the players, what they're doing. That's the that's the whole purpose of me creating this blog called One World Watch Society. I want to be an instrument of the Most High in exposing these people. I've been privy to see and learn some things that will make the hair stand up on a lot of people's head, and I've been able to really learn this from, I mean, we're talking about things that's, I mean, congressional hearings that you just don't hear about. I mean, we're talking about solid stuff, not somebody on the Internet just uh, conspiracy theorists just saying all kind of crazy stuff. I'm talking about solid things. If I don't know it for sure, I won't tell you. How about that? <laughs> if I don't know for sure that this is truly, truly, I will not share this with you. But I promise you, anything you hear tonight is going to be and uh, will be able to be proven. I put some books on my links. As a matter of fact, let me do this real quick. On my front page is links to. Uh, 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 have books on the cover page that you can buy by Watchman Me. A lot of powerful people uh, um, books there. These people know what they're doing. 
You know, Lester Summerall is one of the brothers. This man uh, had an exorcist so powerful that it changed the, the whole country up in, uh, the, the, uh, in the Philippines. Uh, it changed, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the country, uh, but I know it was, uh, I don't know the country. It's been a while ago, but in this book that's advertised on my cover, it talks more about where that actually happened. And all I know it, that is that that put him on the map for a long time. Lots of people came to him for questions about spiritual warfare because of this this this, this shaking that happened in the Philippines with him delivering this really prominent person. So anyway, the Most High, of course, using him. Um, so and then there's some links to some some answers. A lot of people want no answers. Well, you know, I, I believe in what y'all are saying. What what's the answer? How do I get free? Or how do I figure out more about this? Go to those links. Uh, uh, spiritual warfare. Spiritual. Um, Warfare links I I put on on my page, uh, okay. Again, that's five underscores smooth underscores uh, stones. All right, uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Also, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, now um, let's talk about the kingdom of darkness for a second. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I don't, I don't forget what I was talking about. But let's talk about the kingdom of darkness for a second. Okay, first and foremost. Before you can understand the kingdom of darkness, you've got to understand the kingdom of light. Like Brother Gary was saying earlier, there are two different kingdoms. These kingdoms are going in different directions. One is full of wicked people. One is full of the righteous people. One have a righteous agenda. One have an evil plot. One will win. One will lose. But the war is on and it's been on before you and I was born. But we've got to understand the war. And I know a lot of you saying, well, we don't need to understand that. As long as we got to do is just trust in the most high uh, and we, that's all we need to know. We don't need to know all this deep stuff. In Daniel 1 and 20, Daniel 1 and 20, it talks about how Daniel was Daniel and uh, his and the Hebrews there that was tossed in the fiery furnace. Many of you know this history. It talks about how they was wise. They were smart above their peers, and they understood all things. Let's just turn to it. I want you to understand, folks, you're not just required to live and die and not understand what's going on in your world. You don't have to understand every little plot like my wife was telling me. I don't want to understand every single thing the devil is doing. And that's true. You don't want to just go around with a magnifying glass looking for demons and everything. I understand that. But you need to be aware of demons and devils and Satan and Lucifer and angels. Because guess what, folks? They are affecting your life, your world, your kids every day. You can lie and push this, this conversation under the rug if you want to, but guess what? You just become a pawn in the game because they are real, okay? It's just that simple. They are real, and if you don't believe it, they'll just control you, okay? It's like somebody saying, I don't want to vote. I don't care about politics. Well, then they'll just vote and do have their way with you, and you just can't say really anything about it, okay? But if we look at Daniel 1 and 20, 1 and 20, I'll read this really quickly here. It says that, um, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the, that the king inquired of them, he found them. Let me just back up so you know who the them is. 
Okay, and the king communed with this verse 19. We look reading Daniel 1 and 19. Daniel 1 and 19. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all manners of wisdom, all manners of wisdom, well, you can't understand all manners of wisdom. So what the scripture says, and in all manners of wisdom and understanding, the king inquired of them. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. One more time. And in all manners of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. We as the believers, okay, and I know some listening that are not believers, we'll talk about that in a second, but for sure those of us that claim to be followers of the Most High, we have got to be wise of what the enemy is doing. You may not be called to study long hours, every single thing that the Illuminati do or the One World Government do, but you've got to know that they exist, and you've got to know what what they're doing. You gotta have an idea. Your church should be talking about this constantly. Because what happens is you find yourself a pawn in the game. You're finding yourself supporting, giving your strength to, in the bed with, in other words, with the very system that we're supposed to be fighting against and standing against. Ephesians six ten through twenty. Ephesians six ten through twenty. Want everybody to get that? Get your Bibles out, please, and turn to that. This is not really a Bible study, but I gotta lay this foundation because there are many people out there that have no clue about evil spirits, and they think that church folks are just silly. And there's a lot of church people that don't even believe in evil spirits and um, demonic possession and demonic oppression and spiritual warfare and angels. Folks, that is what this whole life existence. That's a, a vital part of living. There is a warfare going on. We can talk about why that is later, but you're in the middle of a war. Just like if somebody dropped us in the middle of Vietnam, we can sit around and talk about what, what caused it, but somebody needs to hand you a gun and take, give you some directions and, and so you won't lose your life. So the enemy, and while I'm at it, just see here. Okay, here we go. Uh, the enemy, first and foremost, when we say the enemy, we don't just talk about Satan as the enemy. Now, I'm not. I want you. To, I want uh, us to understand. There's so many directions I want to go with this. I'm just kind of like a little puzzle here. So just bear with me. Bear with. Me. We're gonna take off slow. We're gonna just end up going a thousand miles an hour in a second. But we have really three enemies. The scripture says we have three enemies. Okay, and they're not people. They're not Islam. They're not Muslims. They're not white. They're not black. They're not the KKK. Those people, us, is no match for the spiritual wickedness that's in high places. Okay? We are no match. All right? Now, we have three enemies. The world, worldliness is an enemy. People concerned about demons and devils, you need to be concerned about the world. What is the world? 
what everybody is doing, the trend of what most people is doing, the world, worldly pressure, peer pressure, some people call it, worldliness, okay? We have three enemies, the world, the flesh, and then Satan. Now, the flesh is the part of us that craves evil. There's a part of us that craves evil. And in my uh, uh, previous episodes, I deal with uh, righteousness. Uh, if you, it's called righteousness is a gift, not of works, shall we sin. And I deal with the flesh and the spirit. Click on that. It is really, really good as far as showing us that there is a part of us that craves sin 24-7, while those of us that are born again, there's a part of us that, that, that craves righteousness. Okay, and while I'm, t- while I'm talking about previous episodes, allow me to also say that uh, on um, uh, on this coming Saturday, on the, sh- on the Sabbath, on the Shabbat, we have another blog, okay, where we're talking about this very subject of righteousness and, and the, walk, spirit, the spiritual warfare within our flesh, okay? Then Sunday, again, while I'm talking about episodes, previous, previous archives episodes, we also talk about on um, Sunday, we deal with uh, how we know who a, what a real Jew is and why does that have, what does that have to do with you? And that is probably the most, one of the most important shows. I talk about period and one of the most important topics of my life. Okay, that's vitally important. You understand who Israel is because no matter what you're talking about, one world government, Illuminati, uh, any type of secret societies, Israel plays a key part. And if you're looking at the wrong Israel, you will not understand anything about the Illuminati, what they're doing, these wicked people. You just won't get it. And that's why the if you want to be a step ahead, not that you want to do it for this reason, but if you want to be a step ahead of a lot of these prophecy teachers out here, do not look at the people of Israel as true Israel. The reason why is they do not meet any, in all due respects, and much love, serious, genuine love and respect for those people. Their history and their their history has absolutely no they none none of what they've been through is in the Bible and as horrible as the Holocaust is having I haven't forgotten my point but I gotta say this now because we're talking about the one world government we are the one world society here this little group we have and we're trying to understand what's really going on in our world you gotta understand who Israel is as you just will be thrown you'll be on a whole nother page in a whole nother classroom somewhere else. Okay, so that's on Sundays at 3.30, okay? On Monday, oh, excuse me, Tuesday night, midnight, another late-night show, we deal with, we have some called the Federation or the Uniting of um, International Israelites. Couldn't think for a second, got so much in my mind. But then again, it's called the Federation of the Uniting of International Israelites. This is where we, we talk to Israelites all over the planet. That's the goal, we talk to Israelites all over the planet. We've already interviewed a brother from um, Sweden the other night and someone from Israel, and we're going to try to um, do Chile and South Africa uh, next next show. So tune in. There's a lot going on with Five Smooth Stones, okay? But like I was saying, folks, there's two kingdoms. There's two kingdoms, all right? One kingdom is ran by Satan. The other kingdom is ran by the Messiah. The Most High, Yahweh, is is not wrestling with Satan, okay? There, he's not. He is too powerful, this being, Yahweh, who the Messiah talked about. The Father, in other words, Yahweh, okay? 
this Yeshua, all power in heaven has been given unto Christ or Yeshua, some would say Jesus Christ. This being that walked the earth and lived and died for our sins, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. That makes him a powerful person, right? What do you think of the person that gave him that? I mean, what kind of person can give you that kind of power? What kind of power they got? <laughs> That's the Father. So Yeshua, it's a, it's a battle between Yeshua or Christ and Satan. Two kingdoms. In the end, I'll fast forward to the end and let you know how it's going to end, and I'm going to back up and tell you the story. In the end, the kingdom of the Most High is going to win. That kingdom has already been established, and people make it real spooky. It's very simple, folks. Right now, the Father rules in our hearts. And if he rules in our hearts, that means he rules whatever we own. Some of us own businesses, cars, whatever. We have all types of things we own. Well, now the kingdom of the Most High, all of those things is a part of the kingdom. So you literally can see the kingdom. Some of the the, the businesses you see now, if they continue to do things the most high way, they'll be around when the kingdom comes. People make this thing real spooky. It's not. It's a physical kingdom that's coming, but everything, every business, every concept, every form, everything is going to be ran by folks who have a heart after the most high. So that makes them servants and everything they own servants, and that means the kingdom is going to be all over the earth. Now, the Messiah is going to rule from Jerusalem or Jerusalem, okay? Again, this is real. Now, before I start scaring y'all talking about stories and demonic activity, I've got the latest foundation that you understand why there's even such. Again, two kingdoms are fighting right now as we speak. You, you wake up, you you pay your bills, you go to work, you you, you know you, some of you catch the bus or whatever, and you're oblivious to it. But if you could see into the spiritual realm right now, it would scare you. You'd scream right now. Right now, where you sit or lay or driving, listen to me. If you could see with the spiritual eye, it would scare you. In the Old Testament. There was a prophet, and I didn't, I didn't look this up because I didn't plan on really talking about this, but in the, in the many of you know this story. In the Old Testament, if you're in the chat room, those in the chat room, uh, haven't even opened the chat room, look at me. Uh, but if you can uh, give me the scripture, I'll name it. I don't know off the top of my head, but there was a, 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 some enemies coming for this particular prophet, and his assistant uh, was concerned because he looked outside and saw all of these chariots that come to do harm to the prophet. And he was getting all upset saying, Master, are you concerned about this? Are you concerned? And the master kind of blew him off. He said, well, are, you, are, you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You look outside. Do you see all these people that's coming for us? And then the prophet prays to, the, to, 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 to praise and says, open up the young man's eyes. And when the, the young man's eyes was opened up, he saw the chariot's that came to defend the prophet, and there was exceedingly more. Again, a war 
that we can't necessarily see with our eyes. We're going to try to take the spookiness out of demons tonight because there's nothing to fear, but folks, they are real. They can't shake. Hollywood goes there and does silly things with that, but they can shake foundations and possess bodies and, and twist bodies and and they can do a lot. And I don't want to give a lot of glory to Satan, but I have got to expose him. So before it's over, we're going to bring the balances and show you how there's even a more powerful hand behind all this, okay? But, folks, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> and I see you in the chat room there, I, I'm here to tell you this thing is real, okay? So if you want to know what's going on in your society and you don't trust ABC, CBS, CNN, you don't trust these people. You shouldn't. For one thing, that's that's a smart thing to do. You shouldn't trust them because they're not telling you the truth. Some people are bought and paid for, okay? Everything you hear is filtered, all right? That's why I thank the Most High for Blog Talk Radio and other social networks. Um, that's until they shut you down. Hopefully they won't shut us down. But, but I always get shut down. Right now I can't upload videos on Facebook. And I'm getting all kind of crazy stuff going with Facebook. I'm not saying they're doing it, but I just, there's there's a war. I'll get viruses. I have to, <laughs> don't even get me started by my computer. I mean, I've, I go through so many computers and it's not funny. And I know how to, you know, stop viruses and do some things, but I'm always fighting people that's taking over my accounts and, and different things because there is a fight. There are people that are full of Satan, but just like there are people full of Satan, they're able to do a bunch of wicked things that's unimaginable. I mean, unimaginable. There's also people full of the Most High, full of the power of the Holy Spirit, and they do great exploits. As a matter of fact, Christ Himself, Christ Himself said, "These people will do even greater works than me." So don't fear the powers of evil spirits and what they can do. Okay, because they are defeated foe. They are a defeated. They're angels. They're spirits with no bodies. They're spirits with no bodies, and they seek to inhabit a body. That's something all spirits want. That's one thing all spirits have in common. They all want a body. As a matter of fact, when people die, well, I'm not going to go into that, but all spirits want a body. The Holy Spirit, too. The Holy Spirit wants to invade a body so he can use that person for the kingdom. And evil spirits want a body so they can use that person for their kingdom. That's why I say if you don't know what's going on, you're just a pawn in the game. Trust me, my friend, you are a pawn in the game. You're either controlled or influenced by evil spirits or you're controlled and influenced by angels and, the, and, and um, the Holy Spirit. Now, let me make something very clear. The Holy Spirit is sent on the earth to reveal who the Father is. The Father wanted us close to him. That's why he sent the Messiah to die and, and shed his blood, because nobody can stand in his sight. He is such a holy Elohim, a holy God. He would destroy mankind if he could see your sins. He wanted a relationship with us. And you probably say, what's this got to do with demons? It has everything to do with demons. This is why they're fighting. Lucifer was kicked from heaven. And that's in... Uh, We'll read that if we get time in Isaiah 14 and 12. talks about how Lucifer had fallen, okay? Uh, we'll read that. 
if we get around to it. But my point is, the Father wants us to be close to him. He seeks a family. That's what he wanted with Adam and Eve. He just wants a family. He wants people to give him glory and honor. Father, thank you. You did a good job with the earth. I appreciate you. Thank you. Praise you. Honor you. And he don't want you just running your mouth, saying it with your mouth and your heart being far from him. He wants your actions to line up with you being appreciative of what he has done and giving you the opportunity to come to earth and live. And he's giving you a mom and a dad, and things are as good as they are with you. He wants praise, honor, and glory. I know it's hard to comprehend, but this is a being that wants a relationship with us. And he wanted a relationship with Israel. And so they used to, a lot of you know that they used to kill bulls and lambs and sacrifices, uh, and, and, and the Most High would take out uh, the sins of the people out on those animals. Well, he didn't want to keep doing that. He, so he one lamb, so to speak, to die for the sins of the world. And once that lamb was killed, that innocent lamb, that blameless lamb, which was the Messiah, Jesus Christ, now, you got to understand his name on Jesus Christ. I say that, and some of you probably say, I know you're saying Messiah a lot. I, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. you got to understand there was no J, and there's a whole lot of history going behind the name Jesus. I don't mind saying it because I was saved under it. I've cast demons out under it. Yes, I surely have. The demons do shake when you call that name even because the most high know exactly who you're calling on. It's not so much what you're saying. My name is Seth, S-E-T-H, but people call me Seth. I still answer. If they even go, I answer. <laughs> okay, he know who he was calling on, so I don't get too twisted up on Jesus, but I like to more appropriately say Yeshua, Yahweh, or or the Messiah, or how about Emmanuel, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. Okay, so when evil spirits tremble at that name, they're not trembling at so much what you call them. They're trembling at what the word name means, according to the Strong's Concordance. Some of you already know this. That name means character. Character and authority. Character and authority. So you can operate in the character of Christ and the authority of Christ without even, even knowing who Christ is. Remember those that's going to make it because of their consciousness? Some people never would have even heard the gospel. But I won't get off too much. But that's why I say Messiah or Yeshua or Emmanuel, okay? And Jesus even. So all I'm saying is he died. And if you don't believe that and you have trouble with that, my friend, let me just just have a little fireside chat with you right now. I promise you I will not ever lie to anybody about topics like this. I've seen people, regular, everyday people that go to work, do their business, you know, run their businesses or, or families, good mothers. I've seen people in churches in a library one time, all different aspects of walks of life, I've seen demonic possession. I've seen things that will scare you. And you start to say, why don't I ever see them? Well, for one, evil spirits is kind of like this. As long as you don't see them, they won't, they won't manifest. But if you say to a person that's possessed with the spirit, and, and that spirit knows you see them, and you say to them with authority and, of course, you better have the character of Christ. That's what it means to come in his name, not so much what you call it. It's his character and his authority. Now, I don't always walk in that. Sometimes I'm fleshing out and I, I'm weak. And, yes, I encountered evil spirits one time when I was weak, and it wasn't a pretty sight. Maybe I'll share that with you a little later on. 
but the times I was walking in the character of Christ, and I used the authority, and that means you act as though you are Christ. That's what the Most High does in him giving us the name to operate in. That means you can literally act as though you're Christ. You have to take that authority and believe that you have the same authority that Christ has, and, and you should have the character. And when you tell that spirit, I see you, it manifests. Let me give you all a clear-cut example. Most of you all are going to remember this story. Remember, y'all, uh, do you remember a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was caught killing, cutting up people, eating them whole nine yards, right? And watch this. Go back and look at this story. It's all over the news, the net. When they told him to sit down his, in his, on his couch while they go search his room, they went to search his room, and Jeffrey Dahmer was looking at him, right? He was just looking at him. They look at this picture of a person that didn't have a, a, the bottom half of their body, and this guy, the police say, man, you good at trick photography. <laughs> you good. And he kept running across pictures where people was missing arms and stuff, and he kept saying, this guy is a good, how do you, and this cop. All of a sudden, he realized, oh, my goodness, this ain't no trick photography. So when he walks into the room, do y'all remember what Jeffrey Dahmer did? Come on, y'all, y'all remember the story? It's real popular. They say, many media outlets say, that Jeffrey Dahmer began to purr like a kitten. <laughs> it ain't funny. Now, when most of us that's raised up in the Pentecostal background hear that, we automatically know what that was. But I guarantee you, most of you, when you first heard that, you just was like, well, he was crazy, he was psychotic. But the man didn't go around purring like a cat. What was that? Why do you make a grown man go, yeah, what, what was that? That spirit knew that it could no longer dominate of this vessel, because once you're locked up in prison, you can't continue to do what you've been doing out on the streets. It knew it couldn't have the same kind of power over Jeffrey, and it started to cry. I've seen that. That don't give me no points. I'm just sharing my testimony with y'all casually here on this blog. I've seen so many people do just that. Maybe it didn't sound like a cat. It might sound like someone else. But it's, it's that spirit, and it's, 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 it's throwing a fit. Folks, now we're going to get around to the world, world government because we're talking about individual people and what they're doing. But there is wickedness in high places, which means that same kind of demon possession is real, but it may be a president or it may be a Hitler, or it may be a Mussolini, what would a spirit do when it get that kind of person with that kind of power? What would it do? It ain't going to go around chopping up bodies. Well, it might. But it's going to be called a kill. you got to understand what do this kingdom want with our bodies. And you might better understand that by understanding what does the kingdom of light want with your bodies. One kingdom wants to worship the Most High, give him glory and honor and praise, 
and give life to the earth and preserve and love people and promote life. No death, no destruction, no problems, no illness, no disease. Let's look at a comparison real quick. I think this will help you a little bit. One kingdom has a head, Satan. The other kingdom have another head, it's Yeshua or Yahweh or just some of y'all that don't know this yet, Jesus. Okay? One kingdom is operated by demons. These are they are their ranks, as Brother Gary said earlier. They, they he took my thunder away. Not all of it, but he, I definitely want to talk about Daniel ten and twenty. But just note that down, like the brother said, and read up on that. Okay. All right. One kingdom is, have demons, while the other kingdom is called angels. Both of them. One of them is a fallen angel. Let's just say one of them is a fallen angel, and one of them is an angel that is not fallen. Okay, there's a big difference between a fallen angel and an angel that has that isn't fallen. Okay, both angels are spirits. Both of them can speak to you. Both of them can do things. They're spirits. They they can do things. They can they can put a scare to us because we're not used to uh, living without a body. Okay, now once we die, we become spirits as well, just like them, and we can see them and diverse with them. Uh, so, folks, there is life after death. Sorry for those of you that don't believe that. Okay. Again, they have serious agendas. Oh my goodness! Okay, and um, again, there's we're only talking about one of our enemies, which is the kingdom of Satan. But there is the flesh that lives with you right now that craves evil, and that is that's your biggest, that's our biggest problem. More so than all these demonic activities, is our flesh. Our flesh blocks us from having that relationship with the Most High because he craves his world and he craves wickedness, okay? And most of the time he gets his way. But that's another enemy. And the third enemy is the world. And the world is nothing more than everybody else's uh, flesh and everybody else's relationship with Satan or, 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 or the Most High. And I should also say, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, let me say it again. I'm rushing here. Again, we have three enemies, the flesh, which is a part of us, Satan, and the world. That's what the scriptures say. And I'm going to look that up because I've been quoting that a lot. But these three are the enemies tonight we're talking about Satan, okay? Now, Satan, what he does, all of this fight, the weapons are very strange. Check this out. Check this out. The weapons are this. Satan works with lies while the kingdom of light work with truth. Satan works with deception, while the kingdom of light work with truth. Satan believes in ignorance. He wants his people ignorant. He hides truth by the way of secret societies. In the kingdom of light, we're commanded to yell it from the housetop, yell it from the roof. We operate in the light. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. We we don't hide anything. We are the people of the light. That's why a lot of times in clubs and in the nightlife, every, why, why do people party at night? Most of the partying by those uh, people of the so-called world is in the night. You have nightclubs. Turn out the lights. Secret, secret, secret. Nobody wants to see what, what the other person is doing. And that's why that they are the people of darkness. I'm not saying everybody goes to a club is dark. I'm just saying that's just the whole, that's why you got to be careful what you're doing because you're going to places, even though you might be a righteous person, that club is designed to be darkness. Let's do evil things. That's why people, you know, that's why you got that. Okay? Uh, Satan deals with force. Force. Any pastors, preachers out there that's kind of forcing you, manipulating you, or anybody, your wife, husband, 
uh, uh, kids, if they're manipulating you, that's force. That's just as, that's just as forceful as the army. If somebody's taking your will and making you do something, that's straight up demonic. Now, again, I said we're going to take the spookiness out of demonology. We're talking about the one-world government. We're going, to, we're going to get on to the one-world government in a second. But I figure, you know what, we've been talking about this one-world government a lot, and it, and it just don't make sense to do because many of you don't even believe in evil spirits. You don't even believe in angels. You don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. What you know match for the one-world government, that parallel government to the kingdom of the Most High? I mean, some of y'all right now looking like... What is this guy talking about? I mean, they, you don't get it. You want to talk about the Illuminati. You want to talk about skull and bones. You want to talk about all of these different things that Satan is doing on our planet. But the bottom line is that's not what you should be concerned about. What you should be concerned about is what they're fighting over. What do these kingdoms want? When an angel show up, what's on that angel's mind? Most of the time, what do angels really want? I mean, serious, what do they want? What do demons want? If you know a house is haunted, let's say, what's behind all of it? Don't go with Hollywood, man. They'll have you confused. I mean, seriously, what do evil spirits want with you? What's the agenda? That's what we're talking about tonight here on Five Smooth Stones. Now, two kingdoms. I'm talking about the difference between them. Again, one work with lies, the other one work with truth. One work with deception, the other one work with truth. Truth. Gary read it earlier, like I said, he kind of stole my thunder, but in Daniel 10 and 20, there was a war in the heavenlies. And guess what the war in the heavenlies was over? Angels were literally wrestling with each other. I know this, it ain't just like a street fight. This is some serious stuff. The, the 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 fight is stopping messages from getting to key people within the earth. That is the goal. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. Satan wants to think there is no God. Satan wants us to think God does not love you. Satan wants us to think you're never good enough to talk to this God. The Most High is saying, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I sent my son to take care of the sin question. Come on, family, talk to me. Let's walk in the garden like Adam. The scripture says, by Adam, many fell. Many were sin. Sin came upon many. We know about that scripture. But then it says, much more by the second Adam, or Christ, shall many live. Everybody want to throw everybody in hell because of the first Adam. And we all just a bunch of sinners and nobody, uh, we just, nobody can make it. We are, no, the scripture says by that first Adam, yes, sin came upon all of us. But by the second Adam, that's why I love these two words more than any two words in the Bible. Much more. I needed it to say much more to shut people up. Much more shall many live. Well, I don't know about that. The Bible says only a few no, read that scripture right. It says, because of sin, many won't enter to the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a place. It's a realm of power. So if you're disobedient and you're allowing your flesh to get the best of you and dominating your body to where you can't live right, then you won't see the most high in a certain way. You won't walk with him. 
as far as being his by way of receiving the Messiah and being righteous, righteousness is a gift, my friend. It is nothing you can do to be righteous. Again, check out the previous episodes on righteousness is a gift, not of works. Shall we sin then since we're righteous by gift? I've addressed that. I can't address it now, though. So the secret of 666, Illuminati, Armageddon, the great falling away, all of these things we hear about the Zion, the Templars, I know about these people. I've been reading, too. They are real, skull and bone. They are real, Bohemian Grove. All these things, they are very, very real. There are people that talk to Satan just like you talk to the Most High. Some of you talk to the Most High every day. There's people that pray to Satan. And I don't mean some little pitchfork. I mean they talk to him. They have an agenda. They have plans. They're possessed with him as much as you could be possessed with the good spirit are the most high, the Holy Spirit that's been sent here to reveal more properly put. So, people, I want us to just understand. I want us to understand what is being said. Now, I know I said a lot. So, what I want to do is I want to do a little, do a little something here because I, I don't want really to get to talking, talking, talking. I want us to really think about what I'm saying because this is some powerful things. So I'm going to play a little song here, just a little song. Actually, you'll like this. It's, um, it's by a group called Gospel Gang, so a lot of you younger people will like it. But I'm only playing this to give you a mind time to kind of absorb some of the things I've said, look up some of the scriptures. This song is approximately about four minutes, so I want you all to think about some of the things I've said. And then when this song goes off, we're going to really get into some things that is – probably going to nerve some of you. I'm going to talk about some personal experience, some demonic possessions, people talking under the influence of evil spirits. And I'm only doing this to make real in your mind, if you don't already know, to show you how real the kingdom of darkness is. If you don't know this, my friend, I promise you with all my heart, much love to you. If you don't know the things I'm saying tonight, you are already a pawn in the game. You're already being controlled. I know somebody said, we're all being controlled. Yeah, but if you don't know about evil spirits and you don't know how they operate, you're already being controlled by them. So check out this this this, this song, this little uh, song we have here. It's, a, it, it's, it's rap, but it, they got some good points in it, okay? Check this out. It says, and I was given to thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and once it was that to bind on earth to be bound in heaven, and once it was that to loose on earth to be loose in heaven. In other words, God was telling us that we had to find Satan, but Satan is not by himself. And many times we only say, Satan, I bind you, but we must now say, Satan, I bind you, I bind you in celebration, I bind your demon spirit. And where do we bind them on that? We bind them from where there's the gate. We bind them in the heavenly, the earth realm, the underworld, and the underseas in the name of Jesus Christ. You dealing with a born again believer, but King James reader. When they come to put in work, I got more fights than a zebra. Caesar, demon, murderer, in progress. I'm creeping up on these like his name was Cyrus, and I put you up in where he died. Yes, 
I've been knowing it since I was a kid. Thank my mother for raising us up in the Pentecostal setting deliverance churches because those people didn't know a lot of things, but what they knew, they knew. And I'm just, I raise my kids that way. I let them know that in this room right now, there may be 17 spirits. 
or when we go to the mall, I said it could be 700 spirits. There's just spirits. They're, they're, they're our, our planet is flooded with spirits, both good and evil, angels everywhere. The Bible says that they are sent to those to be heirs of salvation. Okay, sent to those to be heirs of salvation. Now, I want to give you all some scriptures really quickly because I said a lot. And sometimes I don't like turning the scriptures because people take forever to turn. And, and sometimes it's good to let you know where it is. You do your own research, okay? I kind of think we may do a part two just a little later on, um, getting a lot of good feedback. But real quick, somebody might say, well, all right, I've never heard this before. It did sound a little, you know, a little wacky to me, but okay, what if you are right? Well, what can we do about it? You know, demonic evil spirits, what can you do about it? If you just understood the scriptures, it would be as simple as I don't know what. If you if you walk with the Most High and you love the Most High, you you're keeping His commandments and you you're following His laws. Spiritual laws I'm talking about. I'm not talking about necessarily the Mosaic law. And I'm saying just follow as the Holy Spirit guides you, and you will keep many of those laws and other laws. But if you're living in harmony with the with the planet, with your brothers and sisters, and with the Most High, and with yourself, you are a threat to evil spirits all by your little self. You are a powerful person. You think all this stuff sounds spooky over your head? No, my friend. You are the weapon. If you're doing what I just said, you are the weapon. You're the one that's bringing together the kingdom of the Most High, and you are the biggest threat in the kingdom of darkness. It's just that simple. It's not about being an expert at casting out demons and knowing everything Satan is doing and understanding Illuminati. And, I mean, you need to know a lot of that, and some of us want to know that. But it, it's really simple. Just simply walk with the Father. Obey him in everything. Love your neighbor like you do your very self. Love the most high with your whole heart, soul, mind, being. If you do that, you're going to be one of those preserving the earth. You're going to be one of those promoting life. No evil spirit have nothing on you. You will walk as Yeshua walked. You will see all kinds of things in your life just by living this kind of life. So it's not a really a spooky, but I will say this. Those of us, and I hope to think that I'm part of the number, although I have my days where I'm fleshing out harder than anybody. I have days where the flesh gets the best of me. Again, that's one of the enemies we need to be concerned about as well as the world, and along with Satan and his imps. When you walk according to the scriptures, you won't need me to tell you about evil spirits because they won't find you. You won't be saying, I know exactly what you're talking about because they will find you. You will defeat them, but they will find you. You're the only people that matter to them. Everybody else is gone. Everybody else is puppets to pawns. The weapon, the warfare is with you, the righteous. Those of us that are walking with the Most High, that's who the enemy wants to destroy, wants to hold back. 
Bible says, if your ways please me, I'll make even your enemies to be at peace with you. I'm going to say that again. Scripture says, if your ways please me, I will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Okay? So, uh, before I, now, let's talk a little bit about evil spirits and how real they can be and what they do. What, uh, again, oh, let me give you scriptures. I know there's something here I was getting. Real quickly, take a pen out and write scriptures. This is scriptures talking about how evil spirits was defeated by Christ himself. And you need to read these stories about how Christ defeated evil spirits, and it'll give you a good idea of not only that they are real, but how they are defeated. Now, in the song I played earlier, they said Demon Killer. I like that song, but the truth of the matter is you can't kill a spirit. But I like the song because of the pastor, how she came on before. I think she's their pastor, teacher, whoever she was. The way she came on at the beginning of that song and at the end of it. Also, the lyrics is is one of the links on my front page is the lyrics. The lyrics are strong. One of the things the brother said, (laughs) and, you know, young people, this is young people's language, but he said, if they keep bothering me, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast and pray 100 days. (laughs) And that is one of the keys to defeating the enemy is fasting and prayer. Christ gave his, his disciples, and I'm going to go to these scriptures here in a second. Christ gave his disciples the power of dominion, the, the dominion and power to go and cast out demons. And he just said, go and cast out demons. Use my name, you know, go as I go, say as I say. In other words, go in my character. So they did, and they cast out demons. They came back and said, the, the demons are subject to your name. The devils are subject to your name. And they were all excited because those spirits were just coming out of people. They were just coming out, you know, come out of her. And they would just come out because he gave them that power. People's bodies were being torn up, okay? But they ran into one spirit that had this brother so bound he was possessed. He was hanging out the graves. Again, death and decay. That's what the kingdom of darkness is all about. Hanging out the graves. That's where they want all of us. Somewhere out of our minds, he was cutting himself with glass. He ran upon Christ. Well, actually, the, the man went and got his, his disciples first to cast it out, and they couldn't cast it out. Then they went and got the Messiah, and he cast the spirit out, and the disciples said, Now, you sent, you gave us power to go and cast out his other spirit. How come we couldn't cast out this spirit? And Jesus, or Yahweh, or Yeshua, said this to his disciples. This kind, these kind of demons... So we got levels. We got levels. These kind of demons only come out through fasting and prayer. So when the blood on the rap song says, it, and again, the lyrics is literally on one of the links. It's a demon killer. Just click on the link and it'll give you the lyrics. And he was talking about he's going to fast and pray 100 days. That Christ fast and pray 40 days. And the reason why he did out fasting so much is because it makes you very keen to the spiritual realm. If you want to really understand the spiritual realm, fast and pray. If you don't know the Messiah as your father and you don't trust in the finished work that Christ did by dying on the cross, if you don't understand any of this, folks, don't go with this. Go to the mall. Go shopping, study sewing or something. Do not, do not go trying to figure out this 
outside of the appropriate way is you will be like the seven sons of Stephen in the book of Acts that went to try to cast out the spirit, like Gary was saying earlier. And the spirit inside of one man beat up all these sons. But before it attacked them, the spirit spoke to the man and said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? See, he said, who are you? You know why? Because the spirits didn't know him. Like I was saying earlier, when you live a certain kind of life, spirits know you. They know you. They know you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Are you known by the spiritual world? Do they know you? They know me. And all my weaknesses and shortcomings, they know me. We've dealt. When a spirit manifests itself and look at me, sometimes I'll look at a person and y'all will think I'm crazy. You won't even, I'll be like, I see you. You can't intimidate me. Let me share the first story with you. First story I'm going to share with you actually happened after I've been studying about demon spirits. I know a brother by the name of Kenneth Hagen. I don't agree with everything Kenneth Hagen has thought, but I do believe in his, his, his books and it's actually on on my front page, one of those cover photos is actually uh, that book. When I was studying that book, something happened to me, folks. And I promise to you, before the Most High, I would not lie to y'all. This is a true story. This happened in Fort Worth, Texas, at the public library. I studied this book, and I was just really into this whole thing about spirits. And when you study something, the Most High, a lot of times, if you're one of his children, and you're seeking his face, and you're not just seeking just to be knowing something. That's why I say the Bible is a mystery. You just can't go, oh, I'm going to learn about this. I'm, let me go study this. It's not like that. Your heart got to be right, and then the mystery is revealed. Your heart got to be right, listener, then the mystery is revealed. It, it's a secret. Oh, I'm going to read the Bible from top to finish, then you're not going to get nothing out of it but memory. You're memorized stuff, but it's a mystery. It's a code. Your heart got to be right. You got to break down on your knees and give up 100% of your life and seek his will, carry your cross, humble your prideful self. And when you break down like an iron board, as somebody used to say, then, then, maybe, if your heart is right and if you're mature enough to handle it, you can't handle all the truth. He'll reveal it to you. So I guess I was ready for homework number one. I was sitting up in the library. Me and his brother was arguing the Bible. We was arguing the Bible. That's going to be important later on. And I'm looking around the library talking to his brother, arguing scriptures. It got heated. We got over talking to each other and all that. And I look around, and I see this young lady. Not a big deal. I see a lot of people. You know, you just kind of look around. And then I was talking to her, and I happened to be looking around again. But I wasn't looking around for the sake of looking around. Just naturally, you look around. When my eyes locked on this particular lady, not locked, but just glanced over at this lady, I saw, I tell everybody I saw, but I didn't really see an evil spirit. I got what they call, some call the gift of the spirit. In the gift of the spirit, y'all, some of y'all know about that, but that's one of the things that, that came when the book of Acts happened. Mankind have this ability to discern evil spirits. That's a whole other Bible study. I can't get into it right now. But I discern that this young lady had a spirit in her. Now, I never experienced this in my life. I just knew 
beyond a shadow of doubt that that person had an evil spirit. I knew it so bad. I told the guy, I said, listen, man, I just saw evil spirit in her. And he looked at me like y'all looking at that computer right now. And I'm like, he would look at me like that, and, and uh, I said, I'm serious. That girl, look at the girl. Like, she has an evil spirit in her. He said, man, what are you talking about? I said, I'm telling you. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. So I said, what am I supposed to do? I remember in the book, Instead, just stay focused, to listen to the Holy Spirit. So I went down and I handed her what you call a little gospel track. It's what we call a gospel track. So I had this little booklet. And uh, she said, thank you. She's a nice-looking young lady. She wasn't a drop-dead girl. She was nice-looking. Many people would talk to her, you know, on the street or something. She was nice-looking. She looked to be about it, maybe 21. So I came back to the table after I handed this little gospel booklet, and I kept talking to this guy. I said, man, I'm supposed to do something with that girl. I know what I saw. I saw in her. When I looked back at her again, I didn't see it no more. I just saw it that one time. But what I saw, I said, did you see Did you see all? I didn't see no images, nothing that I can say how I looked. It was a, a discerning of spirits. I didn't learn until later on what it was. It was a, a manifestation of one of the gifts of the spirit. There's nine gifts of the spirit in the book, in the New Testament, that happened when the, when the, when the church came into uh, uh, development. But that's another Bible, so you have to stay with me on this, okay? So finally, I told the guy, man, I can't talk to you no more. i got to go talk to this young lady. So I went and sat in front of her and made, I don't know how to, I just, I just have to just say this to you. I promise you all, I'm giving you all the truth, so help me most high. I was this young lady, and, and something said, as clear as day, in like my thought voice, just share the gospel. Just share who Christ is. Forget about the evil spirit. Just share the gospel. I, I was so clear. Seth, don't get caught up into the, the evil spirit. Share the gospel. Tell about the good news. And I didn't want to do that. I kept thinking about that spirit I discerned. And I say, uh, so what are you, what's your name? And she told me her name. She, I said, so what, why are you? I said, so you can allow me to watch today? No, not really. I just come on with law. I said, why are you I'm looking I'm looking for something for career-wise. So when she said career, I heard again. Just this is a uh, perfect time to tell her about the Messiah and getting her life right. Because she's looking for a career. What about a career now? I just heard it. Just go with the gospel. Keep it simple. And I kept thinking about that spirit. So finally, I said, you know why I really came down here? I saw an evil spirit in you. When I said that, remember I said earlier when a spirit is well, hiding a person and when you call it out and they know you really see them, you can't call out and you don't really see them. You have to call out if you really see them. See, it knew, it, it knew I saw it. So this pretty girl, 21 years old, black girl, I'm not picking on black people, but white people for sure have their first year of death. But this particular time, and I don't want to say it, but she really was a young black girl, right? So I said to her, I saw you in evil spirit. Oh, my God, just telling y'all bring back all these memories. This girl's eyes and lips, you know how you can make faces when you're playing with little kids, but I bet you can't move your eyes one way and your lips the other way. Bet you can't do it. I mean, I bet you couldn't do what this girl did with her face. It was almost like somebody was standing behind her with their hand and distorting her face. 
But what happened to me was just as weird as what happened to her. Watch this. When she does that, just like that thing jumped in her, something came over me, and I got this boldness that, I mean, just telling y'all the story, I can't even believe I would, I would probably run right now. I mean, I wouldn't run, but I'm just saying I wouldn't run, honest. But I got bold, and I said, I'm not afraid of you. It almost like something took over me. I'm not afraid of you. I know who you are. You can't control me. And I said, come out of her. I'm learning. I'm learning. This girl is just making these faces, and now y'all got to understand this girl was not crazy, weird. She was dressed nice like any other person. Watch this. So I'm talking to this lady. Then after, all, after a while, it lets her go, or it, whatever it does, it just, it just releases her. And she went, oh, start breathing real hard and, and like, you know, like almost instantly sweating. And she's like, like she's running away from me. She said, I got to go. I got to go. I said, I, said, I called her. I almost said her name. I said to her, don't leave. Don't leave. I can help you. I can help you. You know I can help you. She said, I know. I know. I know. But I got to go. Oh, I got to go. I said, listen, don't leave. I said, I, nobody else can help you. you ever. And then all of a sudden, that thing come back over as though somebody's standing behind her with invisible hands, making her face go all these weird kind of ways. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I continue to just, you know, do what I was doing, just just command this thing. And so finally, remember me and the Bible, the men of the gentleman early argued the Bible. So at this point, Satan began to talk to my head. He began to say things like, you argued the Bible. You said it earlier. You can't do this. You have no right to do this. And I must have started believing him. So I, I just, that thing just continued to taunt me, using her body, taunting me. Okay, now, I did get that rush that first happened to me where I started talking in with authority, but then I start falling as I start thinking about the fact that I just sinned. So watch this. I think I said, listen, let's go to the back of the library. Let's go back to the back library. I'm going to do what I see all these other preachers do again. I'm new to this, y'all. Don't laugh. So I'm going to give a hair back to you. I'm going to really talk to this thing, right? So I convinced this young lady to go to the back of the library where, where nobody had not grabbed her hands and she put her hands in my hands, one hand, her, you know, hand in hand, and we're facing each other, and I got my eyes open wrong. It was the worst thing I could ever did. And I'm looking at this girl, and I say, you foul spirit that's tormenting this girl. Who do you think you are? I command you in the name. I said, Jesus, then. And the name of Jesus Christ. Then all of a sudden, like Samson with no strength, I realized what I was doing. And this thing took over her face, and, and you know, so all that, and I commit, because she began to pull her hand out of my hand. I was like, put your hand back in my hand. I just commanded, and she did it. So I felt a little hype, like, okay, this spirit is obeying me. Make the long story short, everybody. I kept going back and forth, and then it dawned on me what I was doing. You are looking into the eye of an evil spirit, fool. And I have never in my life, been that scared. Y'all just don't know how scared I was. I have never. And so I just stopped praying. And I say, I need your number. I need your number. Just give me your number. I just wanted her to give me my, my number and leave. So when she got the pen and started writing, the spirit came. And this girl was looking at me, crying and taunting me. And then she wrote S. 
when she wrote S, I was almost wanting to pass out. I just knew she was getting ready to write A, T, A, N. This is just comical, but it's true. Folks, this happened. Honestly, this happened. Let me share another story with you. Make the long story short, I saw this girl later on. I talked out. I just, I just, just, this just terrified me. But I think the most I allowed me to go through that just to see that the thing was real that I was reading all along. So, folks, it happened. I'm telling you, okay? I wish that young lady I could run into because I'm sure hopefully now she's delivered and she can say, yes, it happened, you know. But let me tell you something. There's another situation happened. Uh, that was called the discerning of spirit that operated itself where I was able to see into that person and saw that. Y'all probably never heard of that, but that's one of the nine gifts of the spirit that's talked about in the book of um in the, in, the, in the New Testament, okay? Again, I don't have all the scriptures because I didn't always be talking about that. It kind of got off a little bit, but that, that really happened. Let me share something else with you. Here's another situation. Now, Gary mentioned this earlier, so I'm going to talk about it only because he mentioned that it gives a little more credence. We got the, I'm going to call names here now, right, but, but because they don't have anything to do with this situation, but we got the Kenneth Copeland Believers Convention. And we was praying over where young people just sometimes get together and pray. We were praying out there. And, again, these are all the same people. They talk, walk, have jobs, just like you listen to me right now. We always in a circle praying. And like he said earlier, one of the young ladies just collapsed, just collapsed. And so when she she didn't really collapse, we call it a church going out in the spirit when somebody just kind of goes out. I'm sure you all have seen that. So it's not a big deal in the cost of sitting. People do it, okay? So we all just kind of somebody threw some over to kind of cover up, you know, and uh, we just continued to pray because the, the, the revival was good, the, the convention was good. Make a long story short, I'm, I'm having to kind of speak because I want to share several stories with y'all just to let y'all know the realness of these spirits. Okay, and we got to do a part two because I'm not covering as much as I thought I was going to cover. But anyway, the same thing happened when I was walking around. All of a sudden, I knew. I didn't see nothing. He said, what did you see, Seth? I didn't see anything. I just knew that the girl that just went out, that was not God. That didn't have nothing to do with God. She's on the floor like everybody else in the church when people pray for them and they fall out. But that ain't got nothing to do with God. That's demonic. Something's wrong with that girl. Something, and everybody says, Seth, oh. I said, no, something's wrong with her. I, I was, what would you do? Listener, if you all of a sudden got a realization of knowing in your spirit that this happened, what would you be like I was? I was saying, we need to help her. Something's going on. Everybody was looking in the house crazy. I said, no, y'all, I'm telling you, there's something wrong with her. They said, this happened all the time. We had a convention with thousands of people. Hundreds of people probably fell out in the spirit. And I say, I'm telling you, I know there's something going on. The same thing that happened in that library happened to me. So watch what happened. Make the long story short to go to show you how serious I was. I went and did something that probably nobody would do in their right mind. Even though I knew this young lady, she wasn't my girlfriend. She was somebody else's, you know, girlfriend or whatever. She was a very spiritual person. I'm just going to say that. This girl was no joke. Honor student in college. This is this is a real story, people. Hopefully she's not have to listen, but if she is, call in, let everybody know how the most I delivered you that night. But anyway... So I grabbed her. I picked her up like somebody crazy. I literally picked this girl up. I take her from everybody. And they look at me like, he has lost his mind. And I take her outside the Fort Worth Tarrant County Convention Center, 
and sits at a waterfall. Everybody, anybody been to Fort Worth, you know, there's two waterfalls right in front of the convention. Well, I sit at one of those waterfalls, holding this girl like somebody crazy after this convention. Because I know something ain't right, and all I want people to do is play with her. Y'all, something ain't right. This girl is not, she's not going to wake up like everybody else do when they go out in the spirit and go, wow, that was wonderful. I went out in the spirit. Something happened. There was, this was something different. So I got her, and I'm trying to get a people to pray for her. Just help me, help me, help me with this girl. And then all of a sudden, people start coming around and praying. Now, when they start praying, nothing happened. Like what happened at the library. And I'm thinking, well, what happened at the library? It's supposed to be a manifestation because I saw a spirit. I know a spirit there. So watch what happened. They keep praying, they keep praying, and I and I get away because I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I don't brought this girl out here with this, and, and nothing is happening. So what I do is I kind of step up and I say, now. Father, I know you showed me an evil spirit, just like you did at the library. I know you just did that. I know you showed me that. These people don't think I'm crazy. And I kept saying, Father, you know, help me. Show me what to do. And, I mean, we got, we're talking about white people, uh, black people, young people, old people. We're talking about, I know there was at least a good 40 people out there that saw this. Make the long story short, they was praying, 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 praying. Nothing was going on, right? And her boyfriend is a very powerful brother. I mean, when I say powerful, he is a powerful brother. They just stopped praying for because they didn't know what to do. A lot of the white couples, they would pray. And we're talking about people, well-looking people, all, everybody, including this young girl. You got to know what I'm talking about. These are just regular people. So all of a sudden, her boyfriend starts to pray, and it's very important. One prayer versus all them prayers. Some people laying hands on her uh, saying, God help her. Some people saying, come out devil. Some people saying, Lord heal. They didn't know what was wrong. They were saying all kind of weird prayers, and that was the problem. But one person came, was praying one prayer. One person, one prayer. One person was touching her, praying one prayer. It's something to that. This girl, I've told this story so many times. This girl turns into like, uh, uh, oh, my goodness, just think about this. She started acting up like somebody had just, this girl's body, oh, y'all can just, can, just get this idea, get this in your mind. She was on the sidewalk speaking, saying some of the most horrible things about herself. This spirit was talking about how it was going to destroy her. And she was just moving on the sidewalk. And make the long story short, because I got to speed this up. When it happened, I screamed that I knew it, I knew it, because now, you know, I'm like, I knew what I saw, I'm not crazy. And people jetted, ran, in other words, young people to jetted. You should have saw all them Bible-toned, tongue-talking Christian running. They was getting up out of there. <laughs> all this power we say we had, but when that thing took over that girl's body, people jetted. Folks, I'm trying to tell you, we're talking about spiritual warfare tonight. We're going to talk about this. We're talking about the one world government. Right now, we're talking about spirits on our level. But later, we're going to talk about spirits when they reach the heavenlies, the higher, the, I mean, not the heavenlies, but the hierarchy, like the one world government, Illuminati. What are they doing when they when they take over those people's bodies? You know, like if a spirit took over Obama's body, what would it do? I mean, he has the power of the world in his hand. And they, a lot of them do possess those same kind of spirits in the same degree that this girl did. But this girl was on the sidewalk, and I, I, the thing she was saying was just horrible. I'm, she's never going to be anything. I'm going to destroy her life. You can't help her. You can't help her. 
It was the weirdest thing, but I was not afraid. I was sitting there and I was saying, you foul spirit, you come out. And some people ran back. <laughs> people came back. But everybody left it when that thing manifested. Everybody just, they just, all y'all had to have seen that from everybody. Because it was scary, just like the movie, without the drama. Okay? Make the long story short, a brother and a cab, people started coming back praying over because it was, then people got brave and they start coming back. And so a, a black man, a cab, pulls up, and he don't like the fact that all these white people, because mostly thought there was white couples, you know, older people. He didn't like the fact that this black girl was on the ground and all these people. And I know y'all thinking, oh, this is probably some psychotic little young girl. She probably said that was not she. You need to know who I'm talking about. Ain't nothing, nothing slow. She's much brighter than I am. Let's say that. And smarter than I am. Runs a very successful business right now. Anyway, make the long story short, this black guy pulls up in the cab, big guy. He says, get off my sister. What y'all doing? Because he don't like the fact it's white people. Mostly, it's some black people too, but he don't like the fact she was on the ground. And maybe we shouldn't have on the ground, but look at the situation we're dealing with. I mean, you know, we weren't thinking about no ground. Anyway, he said, get off the ground. Get y'all get off her. She can't breathe. He started moving people out of the way. She can't breathe. What y'all doing? And all of a sudden, I said, brother, bro, it ain't nothing like you think. It ain't nothing like you think. This is spiritual, man. Don't do this. Don't do this. Brother, you got to pray. You got to pray. He said, man, all I do is y'all got to, she, she, she can't breathe. I said, she can breathe, man. We just praying on her. And it wasn't, I guarantee you, three minutes later, the Fort Worth police showed up. Now it's really going to be some drama. Y'all going to know if this thing is real or not. Okay. Police rose up. And I'm glad because this brother is this, he's moving us out of the way. And he about to mess up the whole thing. So they come and they say, you get out of the way. They move him out of the way. They come and they shine their light. I'm speeding this up a little bit. They even move me out of the way. Move everybody out of the way. And they shine this light. When they put this flash, like it was late at night, the convention center was closed. When they put this light on this girl's face. <laughs> Woo! When they put this light on this girl's face, not that I bet you there's a copy somewhere, a report of this. I'm gonna have to go back and find a report and start drinking this stuff. Well, y'all know I'm not just making this stuff. I wish Brother Gary could have said when he got to go, but there was a lot of people involved with this. They shot that man, that girl, and they were terrified. Those cops started saying, uh, "Sir, we want to do." Looking at me like, I'm thinking myself, "Yeah, I bet you are gonna ask me now what to do." And I say, "Well." I don't know. We, I, said, I said, can y'all open up the convention center? The convention center was closed. But I didn't know what to do. I mean, what could, what should I do? I don't know. So I thought, let's open the convention center, get up off the floor, get it somewhere she can lay down. They had the powers to be to open or reopen up the convention center. Make the long story short, we can do nothing for this girl. We had to take her to a pastor that was very, a very prominent brother in the city, very powerful brother. Make the long story short, she got delivered. Now, when you talk to this girl today and say, what happened? She says this, I heard, she never told me this, but I've heard them say about me. They say, it, she said, it was like I was in a prison and nobody could see me but Seth. That's what she said to this very day. He could see me and everybody else couldn't, didn't know where I was. And they, he was like, communicate with me. Now, one thing I've got to tell you all, when we was taken over to the pastor, we had in the car and we was having a hole because this spirit would manifest. This girl was doing some crazy stuff. But some of us got brave enough, about five of us put in the car. We held her all the way to this pastor's house. We got to the pastor's house. And there was a brother there. There's a very powerful brother. I ain't going to call his name now. I don't want to embarrass him. 
but he's known around the Tulsa, Fort Worth area, very powerful brother. And when somebody said uh, that so-and-so's a car, because we got tired of the spirit talking, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, i got to tell you all this. Before before that happened, he was on the uh, freeway, hold, this young girl holding her down. It's not crazy, but it happened, folks. And we was talking, I was talking to this girl, and I was saying, we're going to help you, we're going to help you. And that spirit would come say all kind of crazy stuff. That's why we was in the car, and we just ignored him. We kept saying stuff like, you're going to be all right. And I said this to her, I said, we love you. When I said the words, we love you, we nearly wrecked. That spirit just, that girl started kicking, nobody loved me, nobody loved me. See, look, look, we make this thing complicated and spooky. It ain't complicated. Spirit of rejection, hatred. Uh, she was feeling, that's a long story, y'all. It's, we gotta, I got to take y'all into the pastor's house anyway. But that girl not feeling love, that was a key to how that spirit gained access to her. She was holding unforgiveness. Something happened to her in her life. Somebody did something to her in her life that she would not release them. And when you don't open, give, give the most high access to every aspect of your life, whatever life you don't give over to him, evil spirits can gain interest. It's almost like a house full of a bunch of windows. you got to have all your windows closed. you got to forgive everybody. you got to love everybody. So if somebody did something to you 10 years ago you hold bitterness, Evil spirits can get into that particular one, and that's exactly what it was. That's what happened when we took it to the pastor's house. But when somebody said they look like so-and-so's car, the evil spirits cried out like y'all would not believe. Oh, no, not this particular person. I just said their name was Mike. Oh, no, not Mike, not Mike, not because this brother here, was known in that realm, like those spirits told the seven sons of Zephyr, Christ I know, Paul I know, but I don't know you. Well, they knew this, brother. I just want to share it with y'all. There are realms of power, even within churches. A lot of people are righteous. They do a lot of righteous things, but there are realms. Some people have a closer walk in the spirits. They do know them, I'm telling you. It's not rocket science. Make a long short sister, that particular sister got free. Okay, because they was able to deal with that unforgiveness. It's as simple as unforgiving. I know something like unforgiving you would think have nothing to do with this conversation, one world government, all this stuff, but evil spirits can gain access to your body by you not forgiving. Don't ask me why, how it is, but all of these uh, situations I had, even the, the girl that, the, 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 the girl's library, every one of these has something to do with unforgiveness. And I have no idea to this day I try to study and figure out why unforgiveness, but it's something about that secret little sin that it allows you to be entering interest into your, to your, to your life, okay? Now here's another, this is a shorter story, but this is, this is, this is crazy. Now here's another one. This is a young lady, uh, who I dated, and uh, she has some daughters. I hope these people ain't listening, but, again, if they all listen, they say, you right. And so she had an imaginary friend. Watch this, people. Be careful with these people having imaginary friends. So her daughter, you know how I do this without saying her name, but her daughter' um, name was, I'm going to make up her name. Um, I'll say her daughter' name was Sabrina. Okay. Um she had an imaginary friend that had a name similar to her as an imaginary friend with named Satina. Okay? 
So this girlfriend of mine, I didn't like the way this girl would talk to this imaginary friend. It's just someone right about now. I heard imaginary friends. I may have had one when I was coming up. But this girl talked to this friend like you talked to your brother on the phone, a sister on the phone, a mom. I mean, this was weird, and I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. And I know some of those were okay, but I did not like it. So anyway, when we went on a walk, I said to her, I said, listen, so-and-so, I love your daughter and everything, but I'm going to tell you something. Something that's been bothering me. I have problems with her and this imaginary friend. Oh, Seth, Seth is a kid. have an imaginary friend. Do you have my friend? I said, yeah, I did have imaginary friends when I was coming, but something ain't right. So she decided, okay, when we get home, we'll tell, again, this name I'm making up, Sabrina, that she cannot have this imaginary friend named Satina. We get to the door. We knock on the door. And uh, she tell all the kids to come in the room, and she said, now, Sabrina, I just want to tell y'all and everybody else that we're no longer going to be talking about uh, Satina anymore. Whoa, 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 let me back up, let me back up, let me back up, back up, back up. When we knocked on the door, how could I forget this? God help me. When we knocked on the door, this little girl named Sabrina met her mom at the door. God is my witness. May he do something to me if I'm lying. This little girl says to her mom, Mom, Satina's going to be living, leaving. She's not going to be playing with me no more. That's how she opened up the door. Mom, Satina's going to be living, leaving. She's not going to be with us anymore. Now, people, I know y'all don't know me from John, okay? But these, it's, it, you don't have to listen to me. Open up your Bible. These stories are all throughout the scriptures. Spirits in, inside of people's body talking to them. But I live this. Nobody can take this away from me. I experienced this. When no young girl told her mama that this Satima imaginary friend was leaving her, her mom said, y'all, that's when she said, let's come and let's pray. And when that little girl told her that, you should have saw how she looked at me. Now, I'm not trying to say I'm smarter than her mom or nothing like that, but I'm just saying... I don't know why I was able to see these things. I'm not some special person. You can, too. I just happened to start reading up on it with that book. That's very front page. And I'm trying to sell a book because I'm not the person that authored that book. But I'm saying I was studying that book about demonic possession. And I just, I, it, this world just like opened up. It's like the most I must have said, okay, now that you know I can trust you because you, you know, you're trying to live right, I'm going to trust you with this gift to discern. And when you discern them, cast them out. Sad. That's kind of the way it worked, the way I look at it. But we prayed for that girl, and you should have, again, I grabbed her hand because I know what's up. I grabbed her hand, and we start telling this this, this imaginary friend, you got to leave. You ain't, you, you're not coming back, and this is it. And this little girl was trying to pull her hand just like that other girl was. Folks, I've told you earlier, if you was listening, over, I'd say, just guessing, at least 178. I can't even count the times I've seen stuff like this. And I'm walking and working beside people that is oblivious to it. So we're talking about the one world government and what they're doing and, 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 and heart and the, uh, the Armageddon and, and, the, and the great falling away. And we're talking about the Vatican and the, and the Jesuits and the Templars and the, and the Illuminati Satan, what he's doing, his kingdom, kingdom of darkness, all these secret societies, bones, skull and bones, all these things we talk about on Thursday night during the show. But I just felt like we needed to go here and really talk about some of these things. I'm going to talk about this and tell you one more thing. 
and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll chill out on the story because I don't want to scare y'all again. Uh, Melvin Smith. Oh, there you go. I knew I was gonna say a name. Dang, I couldn't get past. Oh my goodness. Anyway, he is a notorious brother. He's dead now. It don't matter. But Melvin Smith is a notorious brother. Many of you probably don't listen to me right now. They traveled throughout the whole country, and what he did was exorcist, what y'all call exorcist. But it really was just church services where he would pray. And this brother would come every year, and every year, oh, I wish y'all could see all of these saints that would come to hear this man. And I don't know about nobody else, you know, but being a minister, I would always say I want to be one of the persons when Melvin Smith pray and these spirits start manifesting these people, I want to be right there beside him. Every year it would scare the crap out of me, and I would say, man, I ain't living right. Next year I'm going to do it. I'm going to join him next year. And I'd love to try it five years but I never felt comfortable enough to join him because if you didn't, if you weren't terrified of these evil spirits, you could he would let you work with him and you pray with him. And I, I it, was, it was just too scary. It, I mean, I was, it was very, very scary. Uh, that's all I can say. Even though I was at church with all these people, it was very scary. And it terrified everybody in the church, really. So this brother would have people come up front and he would say, "Now, I'm going to pray, and if you feel like coughing, cough. If you feel like sneezing, sneeze." Because there's something about the uh, the body of the orifices, whatever, whatever, is spirits, they will, a lot of times when they come out, they will, you will cough or spit or vomit or something like that. So he would say, I'm going to pray this prayer, and I want y'all to just simply do whatever you feel natural to do. you with your brothers and sisters here. Nobody's going to laugh at you, but we got to get delivered tonight. First, we call people up that have a struggle with, you know, uh, if you're hearing voices or if you feel like something is just plaguing. He would call people up that have the symptoms of being tormented by spirits. Melvin Smith, Melvin Smith, never forget him. I don't call his name now, so I'm going to call it out, Melvin Smith. He traveled all around the country doing his part of the world, but he was at this particular church, okay? And uh, he began to pray. And he'll have maybe out maybe 15 people standing up at the front of the church. And when this man prayed, oh, my goodness, just think about this, takes me back. You would have to see this to believe it. Remember what I told you about the girl at the convention center? Well, multiply that times by four. Now, all 15 would not act weird. Some people just was having headaches or hearing voices, and they you pray for them, and they go sit down, and everything's fine. But there would always be about three or four of them that would do some of the weirdest things. Weird, weird things, people. On the floor, taunting people, cursing, fighting. I mean, just doing things you just don't do in church unless you're just really out of your mind. Now, I know some of y'all probably think these people are just crazy. No, folks, I'm telling you, y'all need to get on board. Those of you that really want to understand what's going on this planet and you made your way to this blog and you're hearing these things, I'm not just saying this just to be saying something. Okay, this is real, true stories. They, you think the scriptures just passed away? And some of y'all preachers preaching that. Pastors, it's saying this stuff has passed away. It hasn't passed away. Okay, and I'm sorry we're not really digging into the Bible and flipping through scriptures, but this is not really a Bible study. This is when we talk about the New World Order and what's going on. And tonight I just thought I would talk about, and I probably will do it next week because I'm not hitting the New World Order. I'm talking about these. It's too much, really. But anyway. This man would get the plan, and spirits start talking out of people, threatening him. I mean, and, and sometimes one, one particular situation was so bad, 
he had to take the particular person out of the congregation because everybody was looking. This spirit looked at the pastor of the church through this young girl. So another young girl, the spirit looked through this girl's body and said to this pastor, listen to this. I'm going to try to remember exact wording. They had this young lady playing, praying for her, and they pray for men. This is sometimes men as well. It just happened to be two young ladies, three young ladies, really. But trust me, there's been a lot of, lots of men involved in this. But this particular story I'm sharing, I know it's all of my women, so don't flip out on that. But this particular young lady said to this pastor, powerful man in the city of Fort Worth, you are afraid you're going to lose your youth. She started reading this man's mail and just rendered him helpless. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Who would know that? Who would know that? What pastor's going to say, I'm scared. My youth is going to leave the church. She started just, just talking everybody in the church. And I was just hoping, oh, dear, I hope this thing don't see me. Folks, this is real. It's real. So what's the solution, Seth? What's the solution? Folks, like I said, the Bible is full of these situations. Satan is in the Bible 56 times. Devil with an S, 55 times. Devil without an S, 61 times. Evil spirits, 15 times. Spirits with an S, four times. Lucifer once. Beelzebub once. I'm not sure about the bells, but I'm sure about the other ones. It's real. Satan, the kingdom of darkness, seeks to control our world. There is a battle for our minds, for our spirits, for this earth. Fallen angels versus unfallen angels. We don't have to fear. Let me give you scriptures before time run out, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness. Here's, just, here's examples of a... Uh, uh, where Christ defeated Satan, okay, real dealings with the devil. Luke 4 and 13, John 12 and 30, John 12 and 31, I guess just read 30 and 31, John 14 and 30, Second Thessalonians 2 and 8. Let me just read this one for instance. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. What? I'm going to read it again. Second Thessalonians 2 and 8. This is talking about when the, most, when, when, the, when the Messiah comes. I'm not talking about Yahweh just yet. I'm not talking about the Father yet. This is when Christ comes and set up his kingdom. He is going to destroy somebody with his mouth. And isn't, isn't that about right? If he's as powerful as the scriptures say, it ain't no, shouldn't be no wrestling match. It should just be, be gone. That's exactly what's going to happen. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Again, spiritual wickedness in high places. Hebrews 2 and 14. 1 John 3 and 8. Okay. 
those are just some scriptures you can read. Don't forget we talked about Daniel 10 and 20, the Prince of Persia. Read that. That is powerful, showing you a war in the heavenlies over information. All of this warring is really over truth. All of this dying is really over truth. All of the world wars is really over truth. All of the chaos in the world is really over truth. The earth being destroyed, uh, imperialism, uh, destroying the environment. Hold on. Somebody actually want to comment. I'm going to open up the show. I apologize. I'm open to the air and let them talk. I uh, kind of need to rest my voice anyway for a second. Go ahead, Carla. You're on the air. Uh, I, I've enjoyed your show. I just want to call and tell you that, that it has been a very good show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you, Insulin Ministries? Yes, ma'am. Uh, is it a, are you a sir or a ma'am? I'm sorry. I can't hear good anyway. I'm a sir. I, uh, man, okay. that, that is the first time. <laughs> but definitely a sir. I got a little raspy voice, but definitely a sir. Okay. Amen, brother. Amen. I just I want to make sure because I, I, I made a mistake earlier saying uh, amen, sister, because my hearing's not good. So forgive me, brother. Well, listen to us next week, okay? We got 90 seconds, so I'm going to go ahead and go, but thank you for that, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have a good night. All right. Folks, we got 90 seconds. I don't see the time just flew by, but I promise next week we're going to deal with the one world government. We're going to really get into uh, how this affects the powerful people above us, okay? So uh, love every one of y'all. I promise y'all everything I said has been the truth. So help me God. May the most I destroy me and my family if I've lied tonight. And I and I mean that because I want y'all to know that this is serious business. So I'm going to go out with the song that brought us in. You probably want to click on the link and listen to this uh, uh, this, this, this song, A Demon Killer. We can't kill a demon, but we definitely can stop him. Again, um, we'll just have to do a part two next week. All right? Good night. It says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And once it was that to bind on earth to be bound in heaven. And once it was that to loose on earth to be loose in heaven. In other words, God was telling us that we had to find Satan, but Satan is not by himself. And many times we often say, Satan, I bind you. But we must now say, Satan, I bind you. I bind you in celebration. I bind your demon spirit. And where do we find them up at? We find them from where there's the gate. We find them in the heavenlies, the earth.